welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two gumshoes are picking up the slack. It's not a reboot, it's a comeback. So join us as we call Ch-Ch-Ch-Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Normies Like Us. Rescue Rangers are back, now in new and improved 3D. What is wrong with you? I'm thinking it's time for a Chippendale reboot. I know tons of people at the FBI. I'm making a TV show with them. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rescue Rangers. Oh, yes, we want Darkwing. We want Darkwing. Say it with me. We want Darkwing. What a lot of malarkey. You heard it up top, and you're hearing it again uh, this time. Uh, not joined by Colin or Joe. They are going to be joining us uh, as we go into the great beyond. But we have another uh, movie review, another duo's uh, tag team movie review with your hosts, uh, Mike Ray Jack. I just I got a cheese problem. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And this is uh, Jadale. <laughs> Jadale. Jadale. I couldn't think of one. So that's what I'm going with. Jip. You don't want to be Jip. Jip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We could be jipping mail, and uh, right, yeah, the podcast Rangers. So, uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. We're talking a, a, a franchise here, a movie that you know was started in the '80s, and then now it has this big revival, and everyone's going crazy. No, it's not Top Gun. It's uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, it's, which it's not uh, Jurassic Park. Which oh, that's in another the 90s. one. <laughs> that's right. Um, Michael Crichton probably started writing the book in the '80s. So, right, yeah, another reboot, yeah, Chippendale. Yeah, so again, the series, TV series, obviously a lot of people in our generation watched it. It aired from 89 to 93 seasons, and it looks like about 65 episodes. Prior to that, Chippendale was invented in 1943 by Walt Disney. I'm blatantly reading notes because I don't know a lot about these guys. I watched a couple episodes of the TV show as a kid, but how about you? Did you have any kind of childhood memories of the Chippendale brand? I know the theme song is an earworm. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I watched it on, you know, the Disney Channel or whatever, probably in syndication. Because mm-hmm. uh, when it was originally airing was when I was being born. Uh, but actually, I didn't have the Disney Channel um, as a kid because we had like limited channel. Like we basically had like NBC and ABC, like the local channels. We didn't have mm-hmm. cable for a long time. Right, right, right. And <clears throat> until I was like a teenager. And then even then we didn't have like the Disney channel and some extra channels that you had to pay extra for. So I would only watch the, like the Disney channel when I went to my grandparents' house. And whenever I went to my grandparents' house, I was like, I got to see what's on the freaking Disney channel right now. Mm-hmm. So I watched all those, you know, cartoons and stuff in the 90s. Uh, and Chip and Dale was definitely one of them. Um, but I don't have like a particular... Like, I'm not, like, a huge fan of them or something. I just watched them when it was on, you know. Right, it's, right, it's, right. It was, a, it was a good, you know, Sunday morning cartoon or whatever kind of show. Yeah, yeah. Because I think originally they're just kind of these two mischievous cheap chipmunks. They, like, debuted in a Pluto cartoon. And they just kind of mess around. But then, um, you know, they repackaged as the rec- Rescue Rangers. And they have Gadget, right. Monterey Jack, and Zipper. And they go on these missions. And famously... Um, they were they were styled after Tom Selleck from Magnum PI and Indiana Jones. So you have the Hawaiian shirt, yeah. um, you know, and then the the Indiana Jones outfit, obviously. Um, right. And I will be getting them confused. Chip and Dale, which is which? <laughs> I Chip and Dale. Uh, Dale is the more goofier one that wears the Hawaiian shirt, right? Dale and is Tom Chip Selleck. is the leader, kind of, and he's the Indiana Jones. Yes. And Chip is Indiana Jones. Got it. Okay, so that's how we'll keep that straight. Um, 
But yeah, I think let's dive into it and see how, again, it's not a reboot, it's a comeback. These are the same Rescue Rangers who had their television show in the 80s and early 90s, and now they're on a whole new adventure uh, with shades of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So let's uh, just jump into it. Uh, We'll be talking, you know, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, right after this. We're back. All right. We're talking 2022's Disney's animated Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's not a reboot. It's a comeback. Uh, This is directed by uh, Akiva Schaefer. And uh, we have Andy Samberg on the cast here. Um, Obviously, those are the Lonely Island guys. Akiva is, you know, the director of Hot Rod and some of those other projects. So I didn't realize that until after the film. But I I think... um, the writing's actually pretty tight on this, and there's a there's a good list of names. Seth Rogen's in here, Keegan Michael Key, Kiki Lane does a good job. You know, there's a lot of you know known yeah, names so you have, and voices in this, right? Yeah, you have Andy Samberg, you have John Mulaney, who was also on SNL as a writer mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, obviously, he's a comedian, uh, and now you have Akiva Schaefer, Lonely Island, who also directed uh, you know some some other movies, usually starring Andy Samberg, like Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, Might have seen that or pop star never stop never stopping uh which is yeah. a really really funny movie it's like a parody of like uh music behind the scenes documentary type type of thing so like a spinal tap kind of parody right yeah yeah in that vein um because that was mm-hmm. a parody i guess yeah you get jk uh, simmons you know as a as a pretty memorable role in this but uh right as i alluded to at the top this really does have shades of and we'll probably be referring to it at least a little bit here and there, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, because totally, kind of the totally. world this exists in, right? Like, yes. tunes are real, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I see this as kind of a spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit, because, um, you know, if you saw the show Rescue Rangers, you might be thinking, oh, it's going to be, like, set in that universe. But it's actually, no, they're Chip and Dale are actors Mm-hmm. We're on a show called Rescue Rangers, like in the in the eighties and nineties. Yep, yep. Uh, and now they're you know you know show ended fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, whatever. And they live in this world where animated characters and humans live side by side, just like in Roger Rabbit. Yep. Uh, and you know it's about what they're doing now. Dale wants to kind of you know he's still trying to get back in show business chip kind of gave up on the showbiz and is now like an insurance salesman that's right and yeah they're not on good speaking terms right yeah they kind of had a falling out you know they'd always been a duo and this is kind of the the emotional core of the film is you know they, they was the rescue rangers chip and dale together you know forever 100 years infinity chip and dale and right. then uh Dale kind of wants to have a solo project. He he doesn't want to be second banana. And I think we've all felt like that way at one point or another in our life. He feels yeah. like second banana. Chip right. tries to explain there's just two bananas and they're each a banana. <laughs> and uh, so he takes a solo project. There's a little bit of a falling out, right? A little bit of vanity, kind of that Hollywood thing. And yeah, yeah. like you said, Chip retires. But something is afoot, a la Roger Rabbit, a mystery. You know, we'll get to that That's in a second. Right. But I do also want to mention one more Roger Rabbit connection is the idea of uh, there's a surprising amount of cross media in this. There's stuff that Disney yes. doesn't own. I think the big one is uh, right. Ugly Sonic, which would be a Paramount thing. But Roger Rabbit too famously had Disney property characters and other. You know, there was mm. a lot of cross media that we don't see. Like Space Jam is all kind of 
Warner Brothers HBO, whereas this, yeah, like, th- there's reaching across the aisle that I wasn't expecting. They're talking about Batman. No, it's cool that they were able to do that. And one of the things I really like about this movie was like the different, all the the amount of like all the different kinds of animation techniques that you see. Like they have claymation people. They have like mm-hmm. the uh, Polar Express, like CG, like Uncanny Valley, Dead in the Eyes, right? with <laughs> the Seth Rogen characters, kind of like that. So just it's not just like traditional two D animation. Of course, there's the joke of like Dale gets the CGI surgery to become CGI instead of two D. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of really funny animation jokes and in, in, in cameos and stuff, which is really cool. And did you know the Ugly Sonic bit was originally going to be Jar Jar Binks? Uh, really? But I guess then they. Decided to use Ugly Sonic instead, which I think is a good good decision not to use Jar Jar Binks. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, considering what you know, what the the actor who played Jar Jar Binks had to go through with some you know bullying yeah. and harassment kind of thing in real life, so it would be good to you know kind of bring that back up. And they're trying to make the prequels cool again with Obi Wan and stuff, but I do like bringing this thing Ugly Sonic yes. into your world of like oh and yeah, that was just I a know. hilarious uh, <laughs> reference to obviously the original Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie design which was broadly hated by everybody and so much so that the internet basically forced them to redesign sonic for the movies and of course that turned out to be a huge success it's the only uh, time i'll ever endorse mob justice right it's like <laughs> just in the case of sonic every other time don't do it but it really did save that movie and it was amazing yeah. how everybody rallied so to get ugly sonic back you know a lot of people want that director's cut with ugly sonic in the original movie yeah maybe we'll get closer it's to gotta it it's got to be out there right Mm-hmm. Um, um, go ahead. But yeah, Chip and Dale. Um, so first we see them meet, right, uh, in high school or in, in elementary school or whatever. That's right. And yeah. this is what I thought was funny is I always thought they were like brothers, right? I thought they were like twins or I yeah, thought yeah, they were related brother, little brother two or chipmunks, like that. you know. Mm-hmm. But apparently, no, they just met at school and they're just the two, only two chipmunks at school. So they became friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and their real world personalities in this movie reflect kind of their stage personas where Dale was like the goofy one who goes along with it. Chip is mm-hmm. the more organized leader uh, and they kind of form a comedy duo and, you know, become actors. Yeah. Not to be like culturally, um, I don't know, too, too weird with my reference, but they, you know, in Japan, there's the, we have it here too, Manzai, you know, you have the funny man and the straight man, you know, obviously yes. Abbott and Costello. So very right. much, you know, on their show and they do the weird voices like we would hear in the cartoon. Like that's just part of the act, you know, doing yeah. these high pitched voices, you know, it's part of the characters they're portraying in Rescue Rangers kind of. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Actually, they were able to bring back the, so the original actors that voice them, um, so one of them was voiced by Corey Burton, who also voiced Zipper the Fly, and then mm-hmm. one of them was voiced by Tress McNeil, who uh, voiced Gadget, and she's done a bunch of other animated stuff, like on Futurama and like all different stuff. She's a very recognizable voice, but she would do the high pitched uh, either Chip or Dale. I can't remember. So that so when they mm-hmm. do that high pitched voice, that's actually the other actors doing that that voice. So that's kind of that's cool. very cool. Yeah, and, and and so what we get with this, you know, we're bringing back, you know, they're trying to get the band back together. That's kind of step one, um, because there's, you know, a reluctance for them to reconnect, but a, a mystery, you know, they're thrust into the main quest hook, which is uh, Monterey Jack has been kidnapped. He he had some a falling in with some bad people. He took out too much of a cheese loan. He just loves and he's cheese disappeared. so much. I know, yeah. Which, you know, was part of his Those character in the show. 
And apparently mm-hmm. that's in real life. He's just addicted to cheese. It's a dangerous uh, substance to get addicted to. For a mouse, for sure. You know, yeah. it's, it could be life threatening if you get too addicted to cheese and go looking for it in the wrong places. So, uh, and that appears to be what happened. So he's disappeared. And again, reluctantly, Chip and Dale are like, well, we, we got to find Monterey Jack. And that's where our, uh, our mystery kicks off. And, and that's what brings them back together because they haven't spoken in like, you know, decades, maybe it seems like. Mm-hmm. And what brings them back together is their old friend, Monterey Jack goes, goes missing. missing. They got to find him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this movie does a good job. I think of also like it's doing a lot of commentary on animated movie crossovers and reboots and, totally. and all that stuff. And, you know, the way it kind of plays with just the nature of the film that it's making, you know, when they're saying, Oh, why do animated characters always have to rap, you know, in these things? Like they're, they're mm-hmm. very, it's very self-aware and a little fourth Wally, um, yeah. which I do enjoy. And I guess, you know, broadly, we don't have to go to the plot beat by beat, but they are trying to find Monterey Jack. And what we discover is there's an operation of bootleggers. Yes. And they basically take washed up old cartoon characters that fall on hard times and then yeah. ship them overseas to make they change their appearance movies. using some kind of technology that makes them different enough so that they can be in the bootleg legally and distinct then, enough yeah. to not yeah and then uh, yeah that's great that's and a really they force funny, them uh, to make movies yeah and we find out who's behind it all spoiler alert sweet pete sweet pete who could sweet right? pete be right yeah yeah <laughs> and this is great. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie uh it's peter pan right the original peter pan who's now mm-hmm. aged um, because unlike his, his movie character, he's just, he was just an actor playing Peter Pan, I guess. And now he's an, yeah. you know, he's an aged child star basically. And he's running this bootlegging ring. So yeah, he's washed up. He's, he's all about profit now, you know, he's a little bitter, you know, yeah. how his career turned out. So now he just makes tunes, make bootleg movies, uh, overseas apparently. And, uh, it is funny. You see stuff like the little, fish girl or the, you know the small fish girl instead of yeah. the little mermaid like these weird bootlegs and a lot of the titles are really funny and there's a lot of throwaway jokes like that even like there's just a picture in the background of dobby in a gucci ad and it's like oh really it's you blink and that. you miss it like yeah. there's so much like little details so even the names of these bootlegs are are really uh really entertaining and you know yeah quite sharp like a cheddar um as right. it were modern jack would like that um, that's Thank what I you. really like about this movie is that um, so many little like jokes and cameos of different animation styles. Like the police chief is claymation, right? And there's a lot of jokes around him. Yeah, let's. How claymation. many do we get? Yeah, he has. Um, we have claymation for sure. Yeah, we have two D, three D. Yeah. Um, Polar. I feel Express, like there's some others Muppets missing. too, right? Yeah, because I saw this like I haven't. I saw this a couple weeks ago, so it's not super fresh in my memory. But I know there's more mm-hmm. than that. Uh, and it's just cool seeing all those different kind of animation styles in this movie. Um, Blending together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like all these different mediums, the the planning to like get that all on camera. Cause like the claymation has to be done completely separately from the 2d or the 3d or the live actors, you know, and there's a lot of layers or there's a Muppet now, you know, and it's, it's clever. Even some of the set design, like it's, and even just focusing on the main characters, they had to, you know, Dale is CG through, all this movie and chip is, you know, 2d. So having them together all the time, it, it must've been really difficult to kind of, to make all that. Right. Yeah. And at one it point, seems pretty seamless for what it yeah. is, you know, suspension at one point, chip is gets easy. put in the uh, bootlegging machine and his ear gets turned into like a floppy dog ear or something. A Snoopy ear. They yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. Um, so we, we find Sweet Pete and then, oh, where's Monterey Jack? And, you know, so eventually, you know, how, how do we, we got to track him down? And um, they figure out what spa he goes to. And that's kind of the main crux of how they can get the evidence. They want to get his Fitbit and that'll tell them where his base is. So now the, right. we have a sneaking mission, a classic rescue rangers sneaking mission. They get disguises. We're going to go into this spa and uh, figure out where the hell uh, his secret bootlegging base is. We've got Seth Rogen as the Uncanny Valley troll character. Barbarian guy, yeah. You can't tell what he's looking at when he's looking at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, polar bear who reminds me of the Coca-Cola polar bear, but it yeah. might not be. Right, and, it could uh, be a bootleg version. Yeah, then we have a snake uh, hanging out. So it's like this this spa, and they're sneaking in, going through the pipe, pretending to be repairmen. It's very funny. Figure out where the bootlegging operation is, and then we're kind of going to have our our final showdown. But before they can do that, you know, they get the band back together. They're getting help uh, from the, the policewoman. And uh, it turns out they've been double-crossed by the chief, J.K. Simmons. That's right. Uh, the red herring. On it. You think mm-hmm. that, um, well, Chip sus- suspects... Uh, the police officer that's been helping them, um, he, the human police officer, Kiki Lane. Um, mm-hmm. But it turns out that's just a red herring, and it's actually the evil police chief. And I like when they they confront him. It's not like, oh, you shouldn't do this. He has a moral dilemma. And he's like, no, it's because I like money. I have no qualms about what I did right. wrong. You know, right. I'm very happy to betray you all. Right. Um, Another Kiki Simmons is just great with that. Yeah. Another yeah, uh, Ellie, Ellie, Ellie is her name in this. Right, right. Another joke so that I like to be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. You go ahead. And then we'll get to yeah the joke. But she claims to be a super fan, and the red herring is like, oh well, where you live, the episodes didn't air, so how did right. you see them? It's like, oh, my grandma recorded them, so they're trying to be like, oh no, she's actually the one, but it's uh, the clay chief uh, in the end. But yeah, another good bit, uh, good joke that you. Wanted to point yeah, out. another joke that I liked is when they go. Um, they eventually get gadget from the show and zipper mm-hmm. they recruit them to help out and they and got married in real life yeah and have like 80 fly mouse kids right they're all different <laughs> combinations of like a fly mouse hybrid uh which yeah. is hilarious like to see zipper who and then when you hear him speak he's got like a really deep voice and he's just uh because obviously in the show he was more like a pet i thought in the show where he's kind of just follows them around he, he doesn't really talk he, he's you know has just makes noises or whatever, like he just flying buzzes. Noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, apparently he's a sentient being who ended up marrying Gadget and having a bunch of kids. So yeah, he kind of he's got it is the Allstate voice. It's you know, oh yeah, President Palmer, Dennis Haysbert, where, yeah, yeah. When they're doing the modern day voice, it's it's yeah. uh, Palmer in there, and it's really funny because Zipper is normally high pitched and goofy. And I, I also like out of that moment too, Gadget when she's like. It's almost as if my character in real life is exactly the same as the one that was on the show because <laughs> right, she's she flies actually a plane. an engineer and yeah. like she has a plane. So I thought that was a very uh, good self-aware moment. Yeah. Um, but we find out where the operation's going down. It turns out the movies aren't being made overseas. They're being made at the L.A. docks or whatever because every, every crime happens at the Long Beach um, you know, loading docks for, for ships. Every crime happens there. Right. Um, but so the movies are being made domestically, which means Monterey Jack and the other bootleg cartoons might be there. So they have to go and uh, have the final confrontation with with Sweet Pete, uh, basically. Um, this uh, culminates in the best callback in the movie, in my opinion. It, it all seems pretty dire. But then who shows up to save our, our heroes at the end of the day, Jacob? Ugly Sonic. 
That's right. He was claiming he had a show with the FBI. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A reality show. Imagine if that was Jar Jar. (laughs) Right. If they just kept the FBI TV show. No, no, no. Yeah. I know the FBI. Um, You know, Ugly Sonic. He does. I've said it before, I think, on our Sonic episodes. Mm -hmm. I am the one person who was always a fan of the original Sonic design. And uh, so when he popped up in this, I was like, that's great. I don't like that they're calling him Ugly Sonic. To me, he's beautiful Sonic. (laughs) That's uh, right. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. No Um, shaming. But it's funny because, yeah, they just focus on his human teeth. They're like, ah, Mm -hmm. if you just didn't have those human teeth, maybe you could. It's so unsettling. Yeah. (laughs) You could be on TV, (laughs) but. Yep, yep. And they're like, hurry up, call the FBI. He's like, no, that's Sonic's thing. Ugly Sonic goes slow, <laughs> takes it easy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very interesting. But, uh, you know, they, 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 the rescue rangers get the band back together, you know, and they rescue, they res- you know, they rescue the cartoons. They do the thing, you know, it's charming. It's a simple little detective plot of who's behind it. Sweet Pete. Okay, he sells cheese. Okay, found him. Let's figure out where the base is. You know, it's, it's very much structured, like, the outline of one of the cartoon episodes, yeah. but and it's kind of it like works. a meta commentary yeah. on show business as well. So, which I think is really the only way you could have made a, um, you know, a live action or a, a, you know, a Chippendale movie today. Like you wouldn't just want a straight adaptation of the cartoon. I don't think that would be, um, you know, successful. So they went the meta route and, uh, I think it, it worked great for this idea. And it's something that, you know, kids can enjoy, but also adults can enjoy. There's, you know, a lot more subtle adult humor that kids are going to totally miss out on. But uh, I think it works for all ages. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And and it's it's just kind of a force for good. I wasn't really, you know, again, I wasn't a huge fan of these, but it was recommended. Figured I'd give it a whirl. But, yeah, it was just a kind of a joy. Like, I, I remember texting my friends as soon as I saw now there's a claymation guy like, now I'm meeting a Muppet. Like, what is yeah. happening? This is just like the, the cutest and like most interesting kind of thing. Even down to like when the police officer is talking to them in the tune apartment, the tune apartment is scaled like to tune rodents. So the yeah. police officer lady, she just looks in the window like, you know, attack the 50 foot woman, like a giant or something. Right. And then there's they'll a like lot climb of, uh, up a ra- drain pipe. Yeah. The use yeah. of scale is, is clever, right? There's a lot of visual jokes and stuff like that in this movie, uh, which I, I think is really great. Um, yeah, you know, when the show was on, when I was a kid, I always also confused it with, um, there's another show called rescuers down under. Right. And that was like oh, yeah. a similar show. So I always got those wow, confused because they're both about rescuers. Under. And then there's also a lot of just like different, like animated mouse cartoons and stuff. And I was getting like, at that you had time. yeah, you had like American tail and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, the Great Mouse Detective, that's another one. So there's all these mouse-based yes. uh, things when I was a kid that I, I kind of all smushed them into, into one thing. So I just could we never like figure out which was which, you know? Secrets of Nim and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. too many mouse things happening, right. right? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at a quick image of Rescuers Down Under. That is a completely different property. Oh, my goodness. But do you remember they, that one? Yeah, well, it looks like they have an Australian character, too, who looks sort of Indiana Jones. It's more Steve Irwin-esque, but it's yeah. like they look similar. Um, what I do like about this movie too, though, is it's a little bit of a meta thing. Um, and you know, they just point out like, again, meta when he runs through the comic-con, you know, chip hasn't done this in a while, but they need a disguise and he just happens to run through the Indiana Jones souvenir booth. And like, right. that's where he gets his disguise, you know, like right. acknowledging it's real life origin kind of. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I, I don't 
have a ton to say about it. It's just, it was very charming. Um, yeah, it's enjoyable. I think it's, uh, again, you know, people our age can enjoy it because they probably watched the cartoons as a kid. Uh, and so you can enjoy in that light. Kids these days, they probably are not familiar with the property really. So, but they can just enjoy it because it's some, you know, animated uh, chipmunks. It's not that hard to please kids really. Uh, no, no. And so if you're our but age or if you have kids, it's, you know, you can watch it with your kids and they'll enjoy it and you'll enjoy it on a different level. Yeah. If you're a Disney plus subscriber and you know, maybe you can tell them about Chip and Dale, you know, who, who you grew up with. So, um, again, they do a lot of legwork too to explain, Oh, they had a show in the, like a kid could understand. Oh yeah. These are chipmunks from a show that I never saw. Right. They do yeah. the legwork within the plot. I do wonder also if, don't... if, uh, okay. you know, some younger kids would even understand sort of the plot of this or like the meta-ness of, of humans and cartoons living together in the same world. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, if you're 12 or older, so you'll, you'll kind of enjoy it, I think. Yeah. And I like the way, like if I had been a super fan, um, like the, you know, police officer Ali, I believe, um, the idea that when they're saying, Oh, we're going to do a one twenty five like season one, episode 25. Like if you're a super fan, you might know what that means. Right. Like, like if someone's doing a star Trek bit and like, Oh, we're going to do dancing in the pale moonlight. I'd be like, I know what that is. And right, we're going to do right. that. Right. Um, I wonder so there, there's stuff here for everybody. Yeah. I do wonder if there are any like super fans because it's not really a property that's like, I've really thought about for a long time. So I guess there, there's gotta be at least a couple that are like just diehard fans of this show from 89 to 91 or whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it is funny that the, the cop that helps them out is just like, Oh yeah, I loved your show back in the day. Just a huge coincidence, but, um, good yeah, for them, you know, well, it inspired her to become a mystery solver, right? Yeah. The, the crux of the thrust of her career was thanks to the Chippendale show showing that even if something's not real, it might have an impact on us. So, you know what? I took a chance on it because at the end of the day, the biggest risk is taking no risk at all. Right, Jacob? Exactly. And, and I think they did a good job with this movie. Totally, totally. And, you know, of course, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? If you haven't seen that, that still holds up really well. I think it's a really good movie. Um, yeah. So check that out if you like this. Yeah. I think we're winding down here. Let's go ahead and hop over then into final, final thoughts, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I do have a question I want to pose to you related to last week's episode, too, but we're going to tease that to us okay. back on the other side. Cool. Right after this. We're back. We're wrapping it up. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and hopefully everything is all artichokey, uh, listeners, with uh, just two bananas here. Um, if we're casting the podcast members, what role on the Rescue Rangers squad do you think we all are? Yeah. Like, so who's the Chip? Who's the Dale? Who's a gadget? Right, right. I think, you know, if we're going by our podcast roles, Colin is the Chip. You know, he keeps us all organized mm. on task. Uh, yep, yep. I think I would be the Dale. You would be the gadget. Joe could be, you know, Monterey Jack. Ah. Uh, he loves cheese. Likes cheese. Probably. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Very likely. And I think it's perfect. Okay. And then Kenny can be Zipper. I did kill a fly today in my house. I hope it wasn't Zipper. I think he wanted to be a guest. We won't know for <laughs> sure at this point. Um, but uh, the other, here's what I want to ask you. So last week, you know, I did a little episode um, talking about the Jurassic World Dominion, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
that movie promised to show us the logistics of what humans living among dinosaurs would look like and then delivered a rescue kidnapping movie. But then this time with Rescue Rangers, we have a movie that promises to show what cartoons living in the real world would look like logistically and also delivered a kidnapping rescue movie. However, Jurassic Park didn't show me shit about what it's like for dinosaurs to live alongside humans, whereas Rescue Rangers did a very, very good job showing the world of toons and humans mixed into one. And I just want to bring up that parallel where Mm. one succeeded and one did not. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how weirdly similar and completely different they are. Yeah. Um, So I just want to mention that, um, considering uh, this is a comeback, Jurassic World Dominion was certainly not, and many people argue... It's basically just a reboot and doing the same shit. So, right. There's so a say, different this is way more to approach these things than Jurassic creatively, Park correct. Dominion. Yeah. While what if they made a uh, dinosaurs TV show movie? You know, the TV hmm. show Dinosaurs. I know you're a fan. I'm a huge fan. I am a huge fan. And they're just actors, though? Is that how um, we pose this? I mean, could be. I mean, I guess Follow in the, the finale, formula. they all get wiped out by. The extinction of the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, and that was in the 90s. So that's a spoiler alert for the last episode of Dinosaurs. It's right. a downer. But maybe that is the season finale, and then they're just chipping Dale on it. Who knows? That'd be weird. Yeah. Or they just survive global warming, and it's um, SETI Alpha 5. This is SETI Alpha you know, Right. Whatever. It could be very bad. So who knows? But Chip and Dale, again, a good approach at doing one of these reboot comeback soft reboot whatever you know way better than the space jam way better than jurassic park even though that's more of a legacy film and i think the ip itself because it's kind of smaller people were less scared of it to fail and let the creatives have more control and i think the writing and and stuff is pretty sharp you know um you know they got a lot of those snl writers i'm sure everybody's contributing jokes and stuff yeah and it it just kind of works i don't think you know it's not gonna knock your socks off but it's completely enjoyable and i think it's a a good way to approach these legacy sequels and there's something here for the whole family yeah i mean this is the really the only way that they could have done it i think because again you know pitch a rescue rangers movie um you know set in the rescue rangers universe i don't know if there's enough you know fans today that want to see that but if you have you go the meta route uh then you can you know bring in the the meta humor of of the different cartoon mediums and stuff and all that and have this showbiz kind of uh you know humor on the side so i think it works great and uh it's really the only way you could have done a a chippendale movie um and i think it i think it was great i liked it yeah yeah, on disney plus for free you can watch it um and that pretty much covers it i mean i think we both recommend it if you have disney plus again especially if you have kids it's a fun watch it's just kind of an enjoyable little harmless movie right yeah totally and sometimes uh, just having something light is okay you know so yeah like if you're an said, animation take a risk fan, on it you're gonna like all of the references yes. and cameos um yeah yeah seeing stop motion next to cg next to 2d next to live action was uh, a pleasure mm. um so good job on the craft side for all for all the technical crew on this movie as well, uh, digital and uh, practical, because you guys did a great job. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening with us. I, again, it's a little bit shorter episode, but we figured, you know, 
you, now you can go and watch Rescue Rangers. You know, you don't even need to, you know, we're not going to take up all your time, but appreciate That's you right. coming along. Yeah. However, next week, Jacob, you know, this time we searched for Monterey Jack. The last time I searched for a clone girl. What am I searching for next week? Oh, man. Uh, next week, we are searching for Spock. The famous mm, Vulcan. I am. It shall love always be your so friend. Much. Yes. It will be <laughs> yes. our next in our Star Trek series. Um, so get ready for that, normies. Watch the search for Spock on Paramount Plus if you want to watch along with us. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll be talking that next week. Yeah, we'll catch you then. Hopefully, uh, we will be sure we'll to also be searching for our missing podcast hosts, Colin and Joe, and they'll be back as well. Yeah, well, you can't shorthand Colin to Spock. We'll get hopefully we demonetize. You no, know, their katra is not inside of someone else's body or something. Oh man, that sounds like shenanigans. What do they call it? <laughs> Vulcan <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah. This is extremely boring hijinks. We'll see if there's any hijinks next week as we search for Spock and our other two co-hosts. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, be sure to like, uh, sh- you know, share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Go check out our YouTube for the video versions. Jacob's doing a great job putting those together, and we all appreciate you listening along. Uh, this has been Mike Ray Jack, and now I have Dumbo ears. And this is uh, J. Jadale. What did I say before? Jadale. Yeah, Jadale. Yeah, instead of Jip. Right. All right. Well, we're not going to wrap either. Um, so we're just going to wrap this up and we'll catch you next time on Normies Like Us. Check out my new show, Double O Jadale. <laughs> Bye, Normies. <laughs> Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!